This is an ABC podcast. Subscribe to the Tales from the Tinny podcast and you'll be able to pull a refreshing, thirst-quenching, truth-bending fishing yarn whenever you want. Subscribe to the podcast at abc.net.au slash tinny on the ABC Listen app or your preferred podcast provider to hear more yarns like this. Yeah, g'day. My name's Yoris from Zakoli. Myself and a mate on Saturday night decided we'd go down to Buffalo Creek for a bit of a late night flick down towards the mouth. We didn't do all that well, but on the way back, we're just sort of looking in the water thinking, oh, oh, hang on, what's that? And it's there's a tackle box floating around in the water. I'm thinking, oh, gee, some poor bugger's left his box down here and it's got washed in as the tides come in or something. And a few more steps, there's another one and then another one. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, Neil McCann from uh, Daily River. Yeah, we went out uh, fishing, me, Agus and uh, Matt. And we went out to Shell Bay, caught a couple of barrows, a couple of crabs. And on the way back, was waiting for the tide turn. Finally turned over. Uh, we started driving back and down out to uh, Buffalo Creek boat ramp. And then we was coming around the corner and we just seen all this uh, stuff in the water, like just heaps of crap, just uh, eskies and bloody tackle gear and all this, all this crap just sitting in uh, water. And then we was just like, didn't see that on the way through. Hi, my name's Brian Thomas. I'm from Olagi. I'm 81 years of age and um, I've lived in the Territory just about all my life. I went to school in Pine Creek and um, Alice Springs and Darwin. I've been, I guess I've been fishing since, well, I don't know, bloody... 1957 virtually <laughs> last Saturday beautiful weather uh, good tides early in the morning I went uh, put the boat in at Buffalo Creek boat ramp with three of my mates from the Nightcliff Bowls Club and headed off to Mackett Creek to do a bit of fishing and crabbing we offloaded the crab pots did a bit of fishing and coming back though unfortunately I picked what the the right hand channel instead of the left hand channel and we got stranded for a couple of hours we wait for the tide to come back in and we went and checked our pots. We got a few, uh, about three crabs. Just continued trawling for a barrow and flicking the lures. On the way back out of Mackett, uh, got up with the incoming tide, with good water. I noticed the boat was, seemed to be um, uh, very hard to get up on the plane. I put the bilge pump on and don't, don't, no water seemed to be coming out. So whether or not I had a faulty bilge pump at that stage, I'm not, not sure, but... We got around to uh, the mouth of uh, Buffalo Creek and got about a uh, quarter of the way up. And one of the mates says, Am I supposed to be that low in the water? And I looked behind. The boat was just about submerged at the back. By the time I, try- I tried to react, and the water just came in and the boat tipped over, and under I went. Oh, somebody's in the water. We actually seen these two old fellas in the water. We turned around, spinned around, went back up there. We all had to swim out from underneath the boat. I had one of the uh, hoods on with a mask on and I sort of got a bit of waterboarding treatment so I was gasping for breath and uh, one of my mates grabbed me and I grabbed a hold of a esky floating past and I I was suffering from a bit of nerve damage in my leg so I had a bit of trouble swimming so I I had a heart valve replacement a few years ago and I felt like I was going to have a bloody heart attack. I had Robbie, Craig and uh, Jerry in the boat with me Jerry had just had reconstruction surgery on his knee, so he was pretty well buggered. 
my mate Robbie, he's not the fittest man around the place, and uh, Craig, he's not too bad, but, uh, you know, we forge our actrics together in the water, so, you know, floundering around the place, you can just imagine the scene. <laughs> Robbie started towing me towards the mangroves, uh, which was about 500 yards away, incoming tide. Finally got up to the mangroves, all slippery with mud, I was hyperventilating, I couldn't, I was lucky to be holding on. I just jumped straight in. We was just, uh, he was just like a stun mo. He's just, he must have been in the water for a while, struggling to get out. And then we couldn't touch the bottom. There was no way, and oh, no way. Yeah, this is all up against the mangroves, and there's this one little one stick underneath water that's keeping him up because he had his legs wrapped around it. And then I'm trying to help him up to get him upright so we could stand him up and lean him back onto Brendan's boat. And like we're trying with all our hope. Like he, he was a decent sized lad. Oh, mate, I couldn't move. I, I, they actually virtually had to hop in the water and lift me up into the boat. I, cu- I couldn't help myself. And we rolled him over, let him just rest, get a breath, and just chill out for a minute. Then we got back in, we helped our, the other old mate in, into the boat as well. We spun back, we went back to the boat ramp. And then I realised, oh, bloody hell, the, the keys to the truck and the trailer and everything in the in the boat. <laughs> I'm from Dad River, like fresh water, not really, uh, not really uh, used to the salt water because if you've seen the creeks and stuff, I swim in down in Daly River, it's uh, different to bloody up here, but I would never jump into any type like creeks and stuff up here because I know the lizards, but I was thinking while I was driving back to the boat that was underwater, and I'm like, am I going to do this? It just got up to, uh, it was a peak of high tide at the time, so... The boat was at least maybe five, five and a half, like it was a decent sized boat. And then all the boys was there on the top of the water, still connected to the crab pots. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna follow these down and hopefully I'll get down to the bottom. So I followed down with the rope and I felt around. It wasn't that clear, it was quite murky at the time. And you know, I did get down there and I felt around and, you, and then I finally had a glimpse of the console. And there's lures and fishing gear bloody floating all around. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm going to catch myself up or I'm going to get my foot stuck in the rope and probably going to get caught up underwater as well. So I finally got down to the console, found the bloody uh, bag, his knapsack, the waterproof bag with all the phone and his keys and the wallet. And, and I'm like mucking around underwater trying to get this bag off. And I'm literally forcing to rip this thing off because I couldn't get it unconnected. And I finally found the clip, finally got up to surface and then I probably never got so fast out of that water. You know, I started panicking after that when I got to the surface. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this water now, so I'm getting out of this thing. John Russo here from Offshore Boats, coming back in from our charter on uh, Saturday. Got uh, three quarters of the way down um, Buffalo Creek entrance, and we found that there was a whole heap of uh, crab pots just floating in the water there. Other boats hanging around. So we asked what was going on, and they'd said that, um, yeah, a boat had just sunk and uh, some other guys had taken them into the ramp. And uh, yeah, when we got in, yeah, they asked us if we could go and help them. When we got there, it was actually not as deep as we thought. Um, and I was able just to um, kneel down on the back with a, a long gaff and actually just gaff the kind of the top of it. Um, so then we just pulled it up from there, um, connect some ropes onto the tow points and uh, yeah, just started dragging it back to the ramp. 
a lot of the actual uh, crab pots and rods and everything were still in it uh, and managed to get up and uh, get it onto a bit of a out of the t- totally out of the water and onto a bit of a plane got it back to the ramp and the plan was just to um, come in next to the ramp and then quickly keep pulling the rope so that it would stay floating to get it right up back onto the beach next to the ramp but unfortunately that didn't work too well because basically as soon as we stopped it sunk straight away so then it was about um, yeah, 30 or 40 metres off the bottom of the ramp. So then what we ended up doing was getting um, two cars and actually dragged the boat back to the ramp. So yeah, we had to use the guys with winches and everything. Mate, I feel very relieved and I'm very, from the very harrowing experience, it taught me some very valuable lessons about uh, not being too complacent and make sure that you got all your ducks in a row as far as safety goes. Uh, and I'm alive. To drink another day. <laughs> great to live in the territory and have all these people help you out and bloody hop in when you needed it you know can't say enough thank you for the people john all the other buddies who helped me uh my mates in the boat who got me to safety you know it's great it was really great just how many people at the ramp were helping out and volunteering their cars and winches and um yeah all getting involved yeah but anybody else would have done it you know, anybody else would have done that. If it was me, I would hope for somebody to pull up and do the same for me as well. Unbelievable the help the people gave me down that ramp. It's a territory, mate, yeah. It's a good beer after that. I needed one, that was for sure. Like, I wouldn't say I was the soberest when I jumped into the water and I was sober at the end of that, that whole bloody idea. was so, yeah. I was like, well, where's the nearest pub? Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's get these fri- oh, fish in the bloody fridge and let's go to the pub. Let's get out. So these tackle boxes, I've got them home, opened them up, cleaned everything out, dried it off, and inside one of them there's a sat-nav registration with the owner's number on it. So give him a call and say, mate, have you lost some fishing gear? He says, have I bloody what? I've got all my, my rods and everything back, and I think I lost one crab pot. <laughs> but, you know, like most of the gear, i got just about all my gear back. was unbelievable. Well, guess what? I've actually got that crab pot. We took it out of his boat <laughs> when we were trying to tie it on and it's actually in my, back at my place still. So, Brian, you didn't actually lose anything. All's well that ends well, I guess. But, yeah, hey, <laughs> lucky dude. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.